Hi, I'm Elizabeth Dawson, and you're listening to our show, Ways to Love Your Money. Hopefully, you're watching it out there as well. So uh, today, we have a great guest, and his name is J.J. Wenrich, and he has a huge passion on teaching his children about how to invest in the stock market. But now he's got a great book that's out there, and it's just been published, and it's called Teaching Kids to Buy Stocks in a, in a Stories and Lessons for Grownups. So I'm not going to keep explaining about what his book is all about, but I'm going to let J.J. do the talking for himself. So how are you today? I'm doing great. Glad good, to be here. Good. Thanks so much for having me. Yes, we're glad to have you as well. So how long ago did you get the book out? It's been, we published it on 28th of May, so okay. it's been out just under a month. Great. Um, and so far, we've, we, everybody's um, given us good reviews, they're, they're uh, learning a lot, and okay. so yeah, it's been a good launch. Great, great. And so where people maybe want to get a copy of that, where should they go? They can go to Amazon or Barnes & Noble online, okay. we have it there. And then for ebook, it's it's available pretty much anywhere you can perfect. you can buy ebooks. Perfect, perfect. Well, good. Oh. Tell me a little bit about you and the passion behind all this. Yeah. So the the story really started when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. I, I'd say when I was in seventh grade, I had a wonderful teacher, um, seventh grade teacher. I grew up out in the country okay. in Kansas, yeah. and she brought a stockbroker in to teach us about the basics of the stock market. Okay. She even created a small store for the school where we would sell candy and pencils, and yeah. we. She incorporated it so uh -huh. that every student was a shareholder. Okay. And the combination of that really got me interested in it. I was always curious about it, but that really set the passion in, in, in motion. And I called my mom the day after that stockbroker <laughs> came and visited, and I said, uh, get graph paper. I need to, need to make some charts. Really? And so. And how uh, old were you? I was in seventh grade. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my and, gosh. And I didn't know what I was doing, but I at least started to learn a little bit about yeah. it from that point. You know, and it's so funny because I'll ask people all the time, I go, well, when was the last time you had a, a financial education class that you went to, or did you do that when you were even in now junior high or high school? And so many people will say, oh, I never had any of that experience. Right. So what a great impact that this teacher had on you. Yeah, she's a wonderful teacher, and, and it, you know, it's a, it shows you how one little thing can really mm -hmm. change the course yeah. of, of someone's path. So. so then you got a little bit further. So if we fast forward now, you're a dad, you're a, you're, you're a husband, you have now children, now you're trying to teach them that same story. Correct, yeah, and I was also an investment professional. Okay. And I always made the joke, even if I were a firefighter, I'd uh -huh. still be you know, reading the Wall Street Journal in between okay. calls because I just, I love the markets so much. But as I started to have kids, you know, mm -hmm. start to talk to them, and mm -hmm. when they're young, they listen to you a little bit more. And it really started with with allowance and, and teaching them to save. Mm -hmm. And I'd noticed that they weren't okay. that they were just spending everything they had. Once once you once a child realizes that they can trade the paper and coins for candy and toys, you know, they <laughs> they like to make that happen quickly. Uh -huh. <laughs> and so I, on the spot one day, said, "Hey, you know, if you guys can save five hundred dollars, mm -hmm. I'll match it." Sure. And they were little. They were you know, three, four, and five. I have three of them, and they were they were born really close together. Uh -huh. And that turned into you know challenging them to save. Mm -hmm. And over time, as they as I saw that they were doing it, we're like, wait a minute, we can't give kids thousand dollars to just do whatever uh -huh. they want. That turned into, I'll give you five hundred dollars, and I'm going to teach you how to how to buy a stock or two with that mm -hmm. money mm -hmm. to start to just have their eyes open about what's going on. That that this you know that stocks are a thing, and that mm -hmm. there's business around you, and it took them several years to save that money, and over the course of that time, I was able to do things as simple as watching Shark Tank with them, okay. um, but also just talk about businesses that we saw. You mm -hmm. know, if you see a line out the door, do a little bit of research. Mm -hmm. And so those conversations over time, uh, it turned them to understand that it's not the stock market, it's not this mysterious thing, 
it's a collection of companies. Sure. And some of those companies you might know something about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and then and it kind of, it went from there. Well, it's, it's something that's kind of close to my heart too. I kind of did that with my kids as well when they were younger and said, okay, if you save so much money and you don't go to spend it, I will match that and, I will, and I'll help you save along with that. And over time we did those things. Yep. And it was a pretty powerful thing because I can see what each of my children have done over there now getting into their adulting years, uh, how they think about money, and it's a little bit different. Yep. It's a little bit different. So how old are your babies? So my babies now, they are you know, 12, 13, and 14. Wow. So yeah, we had three and three. One right months. after another. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> so, so do you see similarities or differences between them as far as how they look at their relationship with money? Yeah, you definitely, they all have their own, mm -hmm. own way, but mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of like their personalities. You sure. know, one might be more of a spender, one might uh -huh. be more of a saver. What I've noticed is it's changed as they've grown up. They've okay. you know changed roles. Mm -hmm. um, but what, what's good is that they're, even when they go through their phases where they don't save and they they they'd rather mm -hmm. spend, they mm -hmm. they're aware okay. and just have some self awareness of it. So tell me about the book a little bit more. Um, you know, teaching kids to buy stocks and then stories and lessons for grown-ups. So that's such a powerful statement. And if it was starting with children and now going to another level where maybe even Maybe your kids know more more than most adults do about how to invest. But what would really your passion be about wanting to get the word out on this book? The the real goal or the, the passion behind it mm -hmm. was to simplify it okay. and just to maybe take some of the nerdiness out of the okay. markets. Uh -huh. um, investment people use their own language, just no sure. matter what profession you're in, you use sure. your own language. Okay. But when you start using that language with, with other folks that aren't mm -hmm. in, that don't speak it, mm -hmm. you know, they don't listen, they don't hear it. And I felt like if we can simplify it and just make it so simple a kid can understand, right. that's gonna hopefully have some light bulbs go off for some, for some adults and some parents and some teachers, some grown-ups. Well, that's kind of where I'm getting to. So this isn't just for children, this is for now, young adults, and this is going into basically mature grown-ups. It is, yeah. It's okay. it's really written. If it, the 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 person I was had in my head when I was writing it was a a mom with kids mm -hmm. that didn't know anything about the stock market, and frankly, didn't want to know anything about the okay. stock market. Okay. But hoping that I could tell a a clever enough story that kept mm -hmm. them entertained, um, that they would learn some things when they when they didn't even realize they were learning some things. Okay. So a simplified approach about how to invest in the stock market. Absolutely. I think yeah. that that's profound. I think it's wonderful. I think it's a great thing because so many people are so intimidated by what the stock market is and maybe even how to buy an individual stock. I have a little story that uh, one of my clients, when probably about 20 years ago, she bought something called Amazon just because she liked <laughs> books and what that has evolved into for her little $2,000 investment to what it is today. I have no credit involved in that whole situation, <laughs> but just that chance of taking and researching something, because that's really what she did. She was young when she did it. So I, I, I would love to hear maybe even some of the stories that, that your children or people that you've talked to have had um, that maybe was a success, but it was just based on some of the tools and techniques that you're talking about in the book. What? I like how you use the story of Amazon because that really gets to the point. It's, yeah. it's just having your eyes open and trusting sure. your own judgment. I'm not telling folks, you know, take your entire you know, net worth mm -hmm. and put it into a stock that you have an idea about. Okay. But be aware of how you spend your money and be aware of the, you know, you know what businesses you use. Mm -hmm. And how many of us saw some of these great stock stories you know, we were customers of these, mm -hmm. of these companies. Mm -hmm. And give yourself some credit. You might be earlier than you think. We have a tendency yeah. to think that, oh, it's already passed me by. And so as I was you know, working professionally, mm -hmm. I ended up 
you know, telling the stories about what I was just telling my kids, just real simple things. Mm -hmm. It's nothing complicated at all. But I heard other financial professionals talking to their kids in the same mm -hmm. way mm -hmm. and using some of those, those stories uh, just about companies. Um, and one of the simple things I'll, you know, stories I like to say is, if there's a line out the door, mm -hmm. do some do some homework. I think that's great. Um, think about mm -hmm. uh, you know your life. I, I, on Christmas Eve, I remember I was waiting in line at a Lululemon to buy <laughs> gifts for for my wife, and I see a bunch of other men just like me waiting in line. <laughs> and so you know you do a little research. It's, sure. Um, and, and just well, that's things a great like that. way to think. You know, sp you know, pique your interest. Your, you know, where, where are you putting your money? Because they're trying to make a profit from your money. Absolutely. So maybe you can make a profit from. Being a, being a buyer. I'd rather be on the other side of that register <laughs> yeah. whenever possible. Yeah. <laughs> whenever possible. I think that's great. Well, when you and I initially talked, you talked about something about taking this to the high school level right. and creating a game out of it. Right, yeah. So where are you at with that? So right now I'm, we're in the process of writing a workbook. Okay. And it'll have a, um, a, a, a curriculum that goes, or a, mm -hmm. uh, an online course that goes with it as well as a, sure. a, a, a course for uh, in the classroom. Okay. And eventually we'd like to get it to a game, but right now we're really working on the workbook because okay. we feel we've had a lot of teens that have really liked the uh -huh. book. Uh -huh. A lot of, of parents that bought it for their kids mm -hmm. and handed to them say, hey, learn this. Mm -hmm. um, we've had some grandparents that said, Learn hey. this, then teach me. Right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we had a, we've had some grandparents that said, you know, I didn't teach this to my kids, but maybe I can get my grandkids interested yes. in it. And so um, seeing how much demand there is for, mm -hmm. for just that knowledge, for that financial literacy, it's really made us say, okay, there's, there's, we, need, we need to get a workbook out. Great. And part of our, our branding, if you will, and, and our style is to use humor, to mm -hmm. keep it light. Yes. Um, it, folks tell me it, it's a funny book. Sure. And it, maybe not what you think when you think of a stock market yeah. book. And so as we build the workbook, we're trying mm -hmm. to keep that same... That, that, that same uh, lightness, mm -hmm. if you will, to it. I think that was our approach, too, when we wrote our book, uh, you know, Wealth by Design, just because we wanted to create a simplicity about how to do things, how to look at things, maybe things that people weren't thinking about. It's not just one component, but one component is possibly the stock market, but there's right. so many other components to it, too. And it was about being able to have a very complicated message, you know, turned into simple words so people could understand it. Mm -hmm. I think that's what you're saying that you try to accomplish here with this book, too. Yep, so I know there's a fun fact, and I always like to bring one out on the show. And your fun fact that I see on you is you wear cowboy boots. <laughs> so, so tell me a little bit about the story about why you wear cowboy boots, and only with suits. Yeah, so I, I grew up in a very small town in Kansas, okay. and um, there's a point in my professional career where I was, I was working with financial professionals, uh -huh. and I just wore the normal dress shoes, but I... Um, I decided one day, you know, I'm going to go buy a pair of cowboy boots and see how that looks, see how uh -huh. that feels. I'd, I hadn't had a pair of cowboy boots since I was four years old. Oh, wow. Um, but I, I did, and it's the craziest thing. The guy that sold me the boots told me, your sales are going to go up. Yeah. And my sales went up after I bought those boots. And I'm wow. not saying giving them credit, but it turned into a conversation piece in sure. lobbies. And people say, well, what's with that? And sure. I say, oh, I grew up in a, in a small, small little, little, uh -huh. uh, little cow town. And... You know, if the real cowboys in the town I grew up in saw me, they'd probably beat me up and take my boots, but I, I can get away with it out here. You can get, get, so, you can get away with yeah. it. Good, good, good. So, do the kids wear cowboy boots, too? They did when they're little, but yeah. they don't anymore. They haven't embraced it back. Yeah, we've lived in Southern Cal for about seven years. Hey, there's a lot of country music yeah. people here, too. <laughs> they, they showed up in boots, but I think that they, uh, they, they, they may have to have an event like like I did to come back to them. Well, good. So. <laughs> well, from one financial expert to another, it's always great to see the human side of people. You know, Thank so you. that's that's one of those things I think is great. So, so uh, congratulations on the book. So glad yeah. that you 
you've accomplished so many great things. I think this is exactly what the media has been looking for and waiting for for quite some time. And I think that financial education, it really does start at home if we want to teach our kids right. But if we don't know, we need to get the tools and resources to help us out there to help educate. So um, again, I want to encourage you to, to reach out if you have questions about the book or uh, questions for, for JJ, we'll get them to him. You can do it at uh, questions with an S at elizabethwithans.com or elizabethdawson.com. I'm so sorry. And uh, again, this is where the passion comes from. We want to educate not only our youth, young families, and also adults, especially if we didn't have a formal education about how to do this thing called invest in the stock market or invest in ourselves or invest in our education. So um, again, thank you so much, JJ. We've been very appreciative for you spending some time with us on the show today and um, hope to see more success. And I hope you'll come back and tell us about how well the book's doing and the workbook and then eventually that game that you're talking about. So uh, stay tuned. We'll be back for a few more moments. And uh, so good to have you with us today. Welcome back, everyone, to Ways to Love Your Money. I'm Elizabeth Dawson, and we just came back from a great show, a great interview with J.J. Wenrick, uh, really about teaching kids about how to have a relationship with money in the stock market and how to actually do it and making it so simple that even a child could do it. So uh, I don't know about you, but most people out there that I talk to, they don't necessarily know how Wall Street works. So what a great book, and I encourage you to reach out to us to, to see how you can get a copy of it. Now, one thing I want to talk about a little bit is, is really about student loans and how the financing world works for, let's say, college students or late-stage college planning or, or really even you know the statistics out there about what the uh, average American um, has in student loan debt. So in all the states of the United States, basically one in five people has student loan debt. And that student loan debt on average is over $37,000. So one of the other pieces that we heard as well as well is about two to $300 is the average student loan payment that people are paying today. So how does that make you feel? Uh, we need to start planning a little bit more in advance. And if you're that one out of those five that actually have student loans, what's the best strategy about how to get rid of it? You know, do you work through a program that maybe the government or maybe your industry will actually write off your debt if you work with that industry or that company or corporation um, for so many years? It might be 10 years, it might be 20 years, it might be 30 years. Uh, most of the student loan debt that we'll see that has, a, you know, a professional has been really trying hard to, to work for their, uh, their career and what's actually awarded them to have the career that they have uh, might be doctors or medical professions, things like this. We've seen this repetitively, and I've I've seen student loan debt as high as $300,000. That's the kind of stuff that makes people stay up awake at night. Now, um, from a personal experience with my own children, putting them both through school, I actually did student loans along the way. Uh, not because I wanted to really teach myself that this was going to be something I was going to have to pay at the end. It was more about a lesson I wanted to teach to each of my children. I wanted them to have a little bit more skin in the game, if you will. Uh, skin in the game thinking that they were going to be responsible for the debt that they didn't get scholarships for or merit aid for or uh, maybe the things that I wasn't going to pay for along the way because I was a single mom putting my kids through school for about 12 years. So uh, this was a different ballpark altogether and we have to do what we have to do to make sure that our children get educated if we are that ambitious to do so. Um, it shouldn't just be, you know, when you're 18 years old that it, it, you've got to figure it out on your own, but sometimes that's your story too. So 
what I really wanted to make happen for my own children was I wanted them to feel that, oh my gosh, I'm going to have $12,000 in student loans when I graduate from college. How am I going to deal with that? I even had my son at one point tell me, well, gosh, mom, what did you set me up for? Hey, I didn't set him up for anything. I was in a situation where he was wanting to go to a school that was going to cost over $60,000 per year, and then getting him to think about the scholarships that he had been offered, and even full-ride scholarships that he had been offered. When he started putting the two and two together, it started to sound like, gosh, I need to maybe look at my education where I can get the best education, but also do it for the best price. I wanted them to have a better relationship with money. And I have to say at this point in time today, I think both of my kids have a much better relationship with money than had we not gone through part of that lesson or exercise. Now, that's not for everyone. That's not for everyone. There are so many different tools that you can use. And there's, there's a college book that you can actually receive each and every year, and you can go out and get it from Burns & Noble or wherever you get your books. And it's all about where do we find the ways that have to be reported on a FAFSA? You know, what are the assets that have to be reported on a FAFSA? Uh, anything in a taxable brokerage account that needs to be reported in a FAFSA. Uh, if you're putting money into a 401k or a 403b out there, that has to be reported to FAFSA. The actual 403b balance and the 401k balance or the IRA balance doesn't necessarily need to be reported, but that won't necessarily, you know, get you out of the running to get some merit aid. But money even in a 529 plan, which traditionally... People have been using these 529 plans since their children have been born, but what they find out when they get close to getting their child ready to go to college, they're finding out the unforeseen truth that maybe that 529 plan is actually negating that child from getting any kind of special scholarship or merit aid from the school that they want to go to. So if that is making you kind of think and scratch your head, what kind of assets and tools do you use? And if you haven't been working with a good financial professional about this, you probably don't know. Um, just talked with a friend of mine a little over a week ago. He has triplet boys, and he's had a 529. And 529 for each of these triplet boys, and they're getting ready to go to college this fall. Well, by going through the process of seeing what these schools would actually give for merit aid or scholarship or sports, they were basically being turned down from additional monies because there was money saved for them in their names. Uh, those are big eye-opening experiences because this is a gentleman that's in the financial services industry, and he was a big proponent of selling uh, 529 plans. Well, now he is completely against them. Um, now, it might be for you. If you want to spend 100% of your money through a 529 plan that's going to pay 100% for your child and you don't think they're going to get scholarships or merit aid, well, then by all means, use it. Use it as a tool. But understand this in the end, that if you're looking for money from these schools, that it might not be the best tool you thought it was cracked out to be. So um, I just say these things as, as a little bit of tidbit because uh, we know we don't want our kids to start school and, or, well, start school with a debt or even finish school with a debt. If you have a game plan to basically pay off that debt with them or for them or show them how to do it, then maybe that's the only way that you can get through college. But also teach them the responsibility and the respect for money and how hard it is to earn that money along the way so that they will have a better relationship for money. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in today. I'm glad that this was a great tidbit of information. I'm sure you have questions about it. Please reach out to Elizabeth Dawson here, me, Ways to Love Your Money, at questions with an S, at Elizabeth with an S, Dawson.com. See you again next time. The information.
information provided in this show is for informational and educational purposes only. This show is not investment advice, nor is it intended to address the financial needs of any particular viewer. The opinions expressed on this show are not intended to be an endorsement of any particular investment strategy or service of any other kind. You must make an independent decision regarding investments or strategies mentioned throughout the show. Before acting on information in this show, you should consider whether it is suitable for your particular situation and strongly consider seeking advice from a financial advisor.